looking to step up to the microphone, where we step up for our faith in walking out God's commands and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've got another daily readings from the writings, Psalm 119. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. We love you and praise you in Yeshua's holy name. Please guide this reading that we glean immense wisdoms from it, Father. Again, love you and thank you. And thank you so much for your prayers. I, I'm excited when you're in here in the beginning of these because I, I like you opening us in prayer. You're our prayer warrior, and I am so grateful. So grateful. So before we start reading in Psalms 119, um, I want to just read this little um, uh, thing from the Torah.com website and it says psalms 119 is a must read for anyone devoted to torah study as a religious value in its 176 verses eight for each of the 22 hebrew letters the psalm implores god by expressing a profound love of god's torah and a deep desire for its knowledge while not quite striving for the rabbinical idea of torah ishma the Torah study for its own sake, Psalms 119 definitely anticipates rabbinic Judaism commitment, the Talmud Torah as a mode of divine service and a path to God. My purpose here is to consider Psalms 119 theology in light of some of the modern scholarly, scholarly evidence for the Psalms relatively late date. The Psalm thus reflects the development of the idea of Torah study in the late biblical pre-rabbinic period. So I thought that was pretty interesting before all the uh, rabbis came in with the you know, laws and the extremity of the laws, uh, if that's a safe way to put it, the Psalms were there and, and it pointed and especially Psalms 119 pointed to the Torah. Um, um, we're going to read. Uh, I know that Psalms 119 has a lot in it, which is why I read that little thing. It's got, you know, uh, and seventy six verses. So we might break this study down uh, and, and, and it might be, you know, two, possibly three days, but it's such a beautiful, uh, it's such a beautiful chapter that points to Torah and I love it. So if it's okay, if anyone uh, wants to say anything before about how Psalms 119 has blessed them or, or anything, we can. We can talk about that before we get started. If not, then I'll just start reading. Okay, so one thing that uh, I love about Psalms 119 is that when I started doing uh, a word study, when Messiah said that he was the way and the truth and the life, um, I found little cross-references in Psalms 119. And starting with Psalms 119.1, when Messiah said he was the way, he literally was saying that he was undefiled in the way and he walked out the Torah of Yah. And I love that because it's, it 
And I wish that it would have been posted right there uh, in John 14, 6 when he said it. But it's okay when you dig, you find things. And that's what I found uh, whenever I was, you know, when, when Yeshua says, I'm the way and the truth and the life, that leaves a lot of open space there. You know, what is the way? What is the truth? What is the life? And, and in my studies, I have found that the life is the Torah. The way and truth and the life is the Torah. So let's get started. Psalms 119, starting at the top. And this is under the Hebrew Aleph, the Hebrew letter Aleph. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Torah of Yahuwah. Blessed are they that guard his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to guard your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to guard your statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed. And when I have respect unto, unto all your commandments, I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned your righteous judgments, I will guard your statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Isn't that beautiful? I love it. So does anyone have any cross-references for Psalms 119, 1 through 8? I know somebody does. Well, the first one I have is John 14, 6. What verse did you say? Verse 1, Mary? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually touching up on verse 1, but you might have some more. I was just mentioning uh, John 14, 6. Yeshua said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then that goes with very first line of psalms 119 blessed are the undefiled who walk in the way who walk in the torah of yah so um do you have some other ones it, for any of the verses one through eight in psalms 119 do you have any cross references for any of those hold on i'm getting my stuff together okay take your time there is so much that's why i said we'll break this study down into probably two or three days because this is packed with so much information and uh, let's see if I can go to um, the information that I have on it. I immediately thought of the Matthew 5, chapter 5. Okay. Matthew 5. They don't, they don't line up exactly, but the blesseds. Blessed are undefiled in the way who walk in the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. Um, yeah, blessed are those who hunger for thirst and righteousness. And yeah, what is righteousness? Exactly. Psalms 119, 142. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is mm -hmm. the truth. It goes along with um, Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the curses. We, th those who follow <laughs> his commandments will be blessed. And and that it does very much go with that. Lyman, absolutely, I agree. You got Deuteronomy four twenty nine that goes with two. Deuteronomy four twenty nine. Yes, ma'am. And that reads, but if but if from thence you shall seek Yahuwah Eloheka, you shall find him if you seek him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Um, if I can remember right, um, Romans seven twenty two. Should we go right here? Romans 7.22. For I delight in the Torah of Elohim after the inward man. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, yes. it does. Yes. yes. Thank you, Mary. And I love that. I'm going to read the next verse after that in uh, Romans 7, um, verse 22. 
was for I delight in the Torah of Elohim after the inward man. What is that? That's our spirit, right? But I see another law in my members warring against the Torah of my mind and bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members, the flesh. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Psalms 1 verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mary, I got first John three, nine for verse one. First John three, nine. And that whosoever is born of Elohim does not commit sin for his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of Elohim. This goes along with uh, what Paul says about having to be reborn. Reborn of the spirit, you know, dying of the flesh and being reborn of the spirit. It's good stuff. It's like we spend our life seeking something, but it's within us the entire time. Is that is that making sense to anybody? Yeah. Does anyone have any other uh, cross references or verses that go with Psalms one nineteen one through eight? I got Job coming in at verse six. Job twenty two okay. and twenty six. Job, uh, what? Hold on a second. What chapter? Job 22 and verse 26. For then shall you have your delight in El Shaddai and lift up your face unto Eloah. So when we delight in him, you know, when I when I think about the father, I think about his heart. And then when I think about his heart, I think about his Torah. When I think about his Torah, I think about his son. And how they're united. It's just beautiful. All right. Let's go to the bait. Which is the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And that starts in Psalms 119.9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way. By taking heed thereto according to your word. With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh let me not wander from your commandments. Your word have I hid in my heart. That I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Yahuwah, teach me your statutes. With my lips, I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much in all riches. I will meditate in your precepts and have respect unto your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Man, that's so good. So um, one uh, another thing I was going to say is, you know, there's so many times that it repeats the word word or precepts, commandments and judgments. I'm trying to find. I was just thinking that, Mary, how much how not repetitive in a bad way, but how complimentary David is in constantly repeating the, the premise of basically I will obey your commandments, your laws, precepts, ordinances, because I love them. And. You can only say that so many different ways before it starts to seem like he's repeating himself, you know, but right. you can see the love for it everywhere. So like the word law or Torah, depending on which version you use, is used 25 times in, in, in Psalms 119. The word word is used 24 times. The word judgments is used 23 times. The word testimonies is used 23 times. The word commandments is used 22 times. The word statutes is used 21 times. The word precepts is used 21 times. So also the word word is used 
in a different term. Like, so there's two different. So when you see the word word, it can mean one or two things. And so the word word is used 24 times. The idea is spoken that God's revealed the word to man proceeding from his mouth and revealed by him to us. And then another word is Imra, which is a similar meaning to the other word word, but it's a different term and it may denote anything that God has spoken, commanded or promised. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Does anybody have any cross references for Psalms 119, nine through 16? All of them that I see point to other places in Psalms 119. So we're going to cover them anyways. Well, that that's true. We sure will. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out though, that for as many times as David says that he delights in it, obviously this uh, law that he speaks of, which we know is the Torah is not burdensome. It is not evil. There's no downside to it. There's a downside to not following it, but keeping it is delightful because yeah, yeah it's a blessing. You know that you're making the father happy and what more joy could one have than the fact that they know they're making the father happy. Hallelujah. I agree. And it just, it's, it is a blessing and words can't even describe it because it's just great. I'm not going to get into me. It ain't about me, but it is a blessing. It is such a blessing. I love it. Can, can I just <laughs> share something that just hit me? I was just, I was just kind of reading ahead and I'm um, looking at verse 19 and 20, 21. And it just hit me on like a deep spiritual level that these these laws, these commandments, they're more than just the Torah on paper or on stone. That's right. They're more than just laws. This is this is the the spiritual framework, if you will. Everything stems from the this this Torah, this, you know. His precepts and commandments. It's almost like our whole foundation of being. And David is just making it clear how important it is, how crucial it is, and how much he treasures it. It's not like looking at a law book and going, yeah, I have to abide those. It's more like, yeah, this is my existence. Yes. And so I cherish it. And it, most people yes, don't see it that heart. way, but that's how it is. We can look at the Torah like a book or a scroll, but it's his heart. And that's why, yeah, I tell you all all the time, I have this like imagery in my mind when I, I don't see, when I think about Torah, I don't see a scroll in front of my, like when I, I don't, that's not the image that I get. I have an image of the invisible God's heart. Like it is his heart. It is his, that's his heart. Like that's what makes him absolutely agree with you. I mean, it's spiritual. Oh, Mary, Mary, it was it was the night before last. You guys were talking. We were all in a voice chat. And something hit me, but I didn't say it. And then I thought about it for a while. And I never mentioned it to you guys because I thought it was too crazy. Okay. But I'm going to share it now. I'll just make it real quick. I was reading in Leviticus. I think it was 11. Uh, I don't remember what verse. But it was talking about how the life is in the blood. And it kept repeating it. The life is in the blood. And all throughout these different verses, and it just stood out as odd. Like, why keep mentioning the life is in the blood? And I was talking about sacrifices. And I was talking about um, you shall not eat the blood because the life's in the blood. And I kept thinking of my word search for Torah for it's the way, the truth, the life. And I was thinking of blood. And I was thinking of 
towards his heart. And I was somehow I just envisioned the the Torah being this heart. blood that's yes. pumping through God's heart. It's like it's yeah. like the Torah was the blood going through the heart, and it's like whatever comes out of our mouth yeah. comes from our heart inside. So if we've got evil, wicked, that's what proceeds from our mouth. But if we've got his law on our heart, it proceeds good fruit. And oh, it was yeah. so amazing. It was this little powerful moment. And I, no, it's I didn't not know how to crazy. Show what does the heart crazy, do? What is but... the heart's function in our body? It pumps the blood through our veins. Like the father's heart. <laughs> The mm -hmm. life is in the blood. Like, yes, you, you made the most magnificent connection on the, on this planet because it is, it is his heart and it is his blood that saves us. It gives us forever life. Like it's so beautiful to me. Like, it, yeah, I can go on and I, yes. And that's the Torah yeah. is that blood. It is that life. <laughs> and the Torah on the doorposts yes. saves you from the destroyer. It, think of it on a spiritual level. Um, so when people say you don't have to follow Torah to be saved, I'm 50, I'm on the fence about that. I'm like, are we sure that we can just say, I believe in Jesus yeah, and your that. fire insurance, you're saved because I see all throughout scripture, how he wants us to keep his commands. He wants us to be obedient. Yeah, they're and not making that spiritual connection. If it's referred yeah. to as life. Yeah. Ooh, wow. I know. Right. It's so amazing. Ooh, I got chills. Like, it, once you once you make that spiritual connection, it just it's like it fills you up like it, it makes so much sense. And it's it's just it's so perfect and it's so right. Like there is nothing that's ever felt so right in my life. But I had to make that spiritual connection. You know, when when I first I, so nobody told me about Torah at first. I uh, I I was doing that. I wanted to know what what Yeshua meant when he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. I was digging for a deeper meaning behind that. And that's how I stumbled upon Torah. I did the word study search and I came across the Psalms and I read Psalms 119 and it literally sparked something inside of me that I was missing. And I, and I made these connections like we've all been, you know, like we've been talking about right here. And it was just like a big, huge brain explosion and everything just, and it was like a download. Like, you know, the computer computer downloads all the information just by sticking that little plug thing in there. Like, it was just like, yeah. and I was just like, whoa, it, but it's great. Go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to share something I typed up. I typed up something the other day when I was thinking about all this, because for a long time now, I've been saying the Torah is the way, the truth, the life, the light, perfect, spiritual. Yeshua is the way, truth, light trying to make people see that connection. And that's cool that you said you did that study because I'm in the middle of a deeper one. I've got over 80 to 90 verses already. Um, and um, it's not something that if you come to Torah right. a week later, you make the spiritual connection. This is something where you have to learn about Torah. You have to see it in practice. You have to, yeah, the father is so amazing how he teaches us on his timing. That we've built that foundation of, okay, I'm doing the Sabbath. Okay, I'm doing the feasts. Okay, I understand how they work. Okay, I'm starting to understand all the sacrifices and understanding these terms. And then like what happened with me, connecting the life, the blood, the Yeshua, the heart, the, all that stuff. He gives it to you when you're ready. Hey, I broke Bible bot. Awesome. Okay. 
anyway, um, I've listed everything that I had typed up the other day, and um, it's in the Bible study okay. voice yeah. chat chat. Uh, whatever you want to call it, but I'll let you continue. I just think that's awesome. We just had this kind of real awesome yeah, moment. I hope everyone great. listening is like, woohoo, it's I see great. it, or, uh, you know, something. All right, so next we'll go over the Gimel, which is verses 17 through 25, starting at verse 17. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and guard your word. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your Torah. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My soul breaks for the longing that it has unto your judgments at all times. You have rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from your commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but your servant did meditate in your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. My soul cleaves unto the dust. Quicken me according to your word. There's so much in there too. Um, And like you were speaking on Lyman, people who claim to know and follow Messiah, who don't believe we have to follow the commandments. it, It speaks about them in verse 21. When it says you have rebuked the proud that are cursed. Okay, what is the curse of, of the law? It's not following it. And then you die. This, this sin leads to death. Which do err from your commandments. They don't follow the commandments. They're erring from his ways. Um, and that's why, I mean, I think that's why we're, we were called to do what we're doing. By sharing, sharing the truth and sharing that the law is good and that it is a blessing. Because so many... Were, we're just taught the opposite. <laughs> I, I honestly believe at this point, Mary, that we are saved through grace, right? His grace alone is, is going to allow us to have life. Our faith in that gift, our faith in Yeshua HaMashiach, right? Our salvation. But I also believe that when you believe in him, the Hebrew context of that belief is through action. It means faith. It means following him. He, he tells you, follow him. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you love my father. My father sent me. If you abide in me, I abide in you. And my father abides in you. And you abide in him. And this is how we obtain eternal life. I firmly believe mm-hmm. the Torah is referred to as life. How can we get ever, everlasting life without having faith and believing in our Messiah, who is the physical yep. representation of that Torah? It, it doesn't make sense to me how you can just say, I believe in the name of Jesus, even though it was all nailed to the cross, and I'm good. Right. So the, my fire insurance. The Father searches it's the It's confusing heart. to me. I don't, and, <laughs> and so I think in the flesh, we're only able to see people by their fruits. But the father can see into their hearts. If he finds true faith, even that of the size of a mustard seed, then he will send that spirit to you and to guide you into all truth. Some people will accept that spirit. Some people won't. Um, but but he knows he knows who who is and who isn't. And we just have to trust. We just have to trust the process. 
it, you know, some people, it might take longer. Some people, uh, you know, will come in at, at the very last, like that's, and I think that's what we're all here waiting for right now is the father to get his last sheep into the fold. So I think we're waiting for the great falling away and we're right. waiting for a great revival at the same time, people coming in and people falling away. And it's like, it'll all be sorted yep. out when the chaff hits the wind yep. and the fire and devours certainly it, that, you know, that will happen. I, and I personally, this is my opinion. I believe the falling away has already started, but it hasn't been full. Like it hasn't come to completion. I agree, Mary. We're just waiting. Right. Okay. Does anybody have any cross references for any of those? I don't show any cross references for all of 119 except for, oh no, there's no cross references. It's just verse 37 has a variation on words. Um, but I think there's so much there that you literally have a, a, a right. I mean, Bible there, there, there is a lot. It's just, uh, um, I, I have to keep going to my other, like, uh, let's see. I have another. I'm having to open up another thing on my phone. Um, and y'all know I'm I'm technologically dysfunctional. But well, I can look up any verses you want, Mary. Cool. I got the phone app. I can go back um, and forth. Because there's so many, like, just and this is how I do you know, cross references, word studies. You know, like so it says. Um, I'm just gonna break one out. Uh, there's so many, like even in the first, like in 17, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and guard your word. Well, there's so many other uh, instances where it speaks about guarding his word in the commandments. It says to guard his word um, in Deuteronomy 6, 17 and 18, diligently guard the commands of Yahuwah, your Elohim and his witnesses and his laws, which he has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the eyes of Yahuwah, that it might be well with you. And you shall go in and possess the good land of which Yahuwah swore to your fathers. And then that, you know, also Deuteronomy 4, 2, do not add to the word which I command you, do not take away from it as see to guard as to guard the commandments of Yahweh, your Elohim, which I am commanding you. There's just, there's like so many on guarding your word. And then open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your Torah. If you look up how many times the word Torah is in scripture, you've got some in Proverbs, you've got some in Psalms, you've got it, it's all over the place. Romans, there's just, go for it. Can I read? <laughs> well, Depending on your translation, yours says Torah, mine says law, but Proverbs 4.4, 4, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. Proverbs 7.2, keep my commands and live and my law as the apple of your eye. I love it. I love that Tammy said that. <laughs> I think it was Tammy said that earlier. Um, yeah. So see, yeah, all you got to do is a word search. All I put was live and keep. And there's. Uh, I know. There's too many. It, it, <laughs> literally, I could write yeah. a whole book just on cross. That's why there's like 65,000 yeah. cross references. Agreed. Um, I, I could write a book too. It's so beautiful though. I love it. All right. Let's go to the Dalit, which is verses 26 through 32. I have declared my ways and you heard me. Teach me your statutes. Make me to understand the way of your precepts. So I shall talk of your wondrous work. My soul melts for heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove me the way of lying and grant me your Torah graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments have I laid before me. 
I have stuck unto your testimonies. O Yahuwah, put me not to shame. I will run the way of your commandments when you shall enlarge my heart. Oh, enlarge <laughs> your heart. About Come what on he does. now. He takes <laughs> we out were just stone. talking. So, so think about this. Can a stone, <laughs> can a stone give life? Stone is death. Yep. What did they do to the people back in the day when they weren't following the law? They stoned them. We have hearts of stone before yep. he takes those hearts of stone out and yep. replaces it with what? A heart of flesh that pumps blood, life through the body. Ooh. <laughs> Yes, yes. The Torah, the Torah, the life. Oh, yes. and Yeshua, because Yeshua is in our hearts. It's so beautiful. Oh, man. And then enlarge the heart. I just pictured that just getting larger with the yes. more you you abide in him, the larger That's it great. is. And like, hallelujah. Praise the Father for these little nuggets. Praise, I mean, truly, this is what you would call yeah. revelation level study. Where he's just opening your eyes, in your eyes to see this stuff. I love it's it. So good. Um, Twenty-seven. Oh, I was just gonna say Proverbs eight ten. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and the knowledge rather than gold. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Wisdom is worth more than any other. Thing this 20. world can offer us. Sorry, go ahead, Lemon. No, I'm just uh, saying, ahead, wisdom is, is it's better than all the riches in the world. It's the, it's, it's the best thing we could ever get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. His wisdom, indeed, yes. Uh, I was, some of them just from memory, I believe, verse 26, I've declared my ways and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. I think that's Psalm 25, 5. Um, the one that says, I will wait on you, teach me your ways. Might be verse four. Show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. On you I wait all the day. That's a great cross-reference. So I have, obviously, like Dustin said, a lot of the cross-references go right back into Psalms 119 in general. But um, for verse 30, it says, I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments have I laid before me. So the way is the undefiled who walk in the Torah and the truth is his righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and his Torah is the truth. It's the way and the truth and the life. If no one has any other cross references, we will go on to the hay, which is verses 33 through 40. Teach me, O Yahuwah, the way of your statutes and I shall guard it unto the end. Give me understanding and I shall guard your Torah. Yeah, I shall keep it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of your commandments, and therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto your testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away from my eyes, from beholding vanity, and quicken me in your way. Establish your word unto your servant who is devoted to your fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for your judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after your precepts. Quicken me. In your righteousness. And I, I like the first two verses in that line. They're highlighted in my Bible. Teach me, O Yahweh, the way of your statutes, and I shall guard it unto the end. If we endure to the end, doing what the Torah tells us and following in the Spirit, which gives us understanding, the next verse, the next line, give me understanding and I shall guard your Torah. So it's, I mean, and, and then then that makes so so much sense. Like when you when you apply that to your life and think about like before you understood that the Torah 
was Yeshua the way and the truth and the life? You, did you have like some disconnection there? Like I, and I personally, I think it's because so many are, are taught that the law was done away with or the, the, the law was hung up on the cross, but it's so spiritual. <laughs> the law is literally spiritual. Romans seven fourteen. It's, it's of the Ruach. The spirit leads us into all truth. What is the truth? It's his Torah, his ways, his statutes, his commands, his precepts, his judgments. It's, it's perfection. I like verse 35. Make me walk in the path of your commands for I delight in it. I've even prayed that. Father, take my, take my evil inclination away. Take that free will away. I willingly give it to you right now. I pray. Take my free will. Just force me to do right. it all the right way because I want to. <laughs> like, I surrender my free will from now on. I love that. Uh, you know. Yeah. And 37 is crucial, too. It makes me think of higher places. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Like, I just want to focus on his way, his understanding of things. I don't care about Amen. Netflix or Hollywood or, you know, what next song right. Eminem came out with or whoever. You know, I, I don't care. I just want. Agreed. Touching, touching on what uh, that Bible verse in regards to um, the eyes, uh, like, I feel like he's talking to us in regards to our senses. Because the other one was our speech, our, our talk. And it's funny because uh, this morning also we were talking about talking and just being careful of who you speak to and why you speak to them. Especially when it's things of that the Lord is doing in your life. You know. Um, yeah, so it's good. If no one else has any cross-references, we will continue. The next letter of the alphabet is Bob, and that is verses 41 through 48. Let your mercies come also unto me, O Yahuwah, even your Yeshua, according to your word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth for I have hoped in your judgments so shall I guard your Torah continually forever and ever and I will walk at liberty for I seek your precepts I will speak of your testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed and I will delight myself in your commandments which I have loved my hands also will I lift up unto your commandments which I have loved and I will meditate in your statutes how can how could anyone that reads Psalms, even just Psalm 119, if that was the only, if you were to read the Gospels and Paul's letters, and then you were to go back and read Psalms 119, how could anyone honestly say that the law is some antiquated, burdensome thing where, you know, you better get your stones out and go stone somebody because, you know, you got to keep the whole law and, and things like that. Um, I just don't know. I just don't Conditioning. Know. Purpose for everything. And I know it's conditioning. It's deception. It's blindness. Um, David loved it so much. I think the words love and commandments tied together is 
more of a combo than I've ever seen any other combo in the Bible. Honestly. Um, that's why I pointed it out, because I keep seeing it over and over and over again. Can somebody read James one twenty five? It should go with that. Yes, ma'am. James one twenty five reads, "But whoso looks into the per perfect Torah of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed." Hallelujah. Romans two thirteen. You got it. Romans two thirteen. And it reads, For not the hearers of the Torah are just before Elohim, but the doers of the Torah shall be justified. John 17, 17. John 17. Oh, it's highlighted in my Bible. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Man, it's so good. First Peter 3, uh, no, 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 um, second Peter 316. It's been a while, so I've even used it. It's that also one. highlighted in my Bible, Chris. <laughs> also, as also in this, in his sefer, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, to be understood, which they are unlearned and unstable, pervert, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Well, that explains what Lyman was talking about earlier, how they can't see how. Like how they can't read all of Paul's letters and then see Psalms 119 and not, I don't know. you got foundation. Foundation, foundation, foundation. It Isaiah matters. 29. Sorry, Isaiah 29, uh, verse 9 and 10. Stay yourselves and wonder. Cry ye out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For Yah has poured out upon you the Ruach of deep sleep. And has closed your eyes, the prophets and your rulers, the seers he has covered. Eleven. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a sepher that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, read this, I pray you. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. And the sepher is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, read this, I pray you. He says, I am not learned. That makes so much sense. And it goes along with those who believe a lie over the truth will be sent a strong delusion. And I hate to harp on this because I know this is said before, but this is where you've got different pastors saying different thing and different people because I've had people come to me and say, I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand the Bible. But this is why, unfortunately, you've got the Christian church that's dying and going to other things because scripture isn't taught line upon line, precept upon precept here a little and there a little. That's right. Getting back to Torah, getting back to his word, getting back to his law, statutes and commandments. We should read verse 13. And also. Isaiah, agree more, Chris. Okay, I gotta go back to it real quick, unless yep. you want to read it. Oh, Isaiah 29, 13, therefore the Lord said, inasmuch as these people draw near with their, their mouths, heart. And honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandments yeah, of right. men. Right. Commandment of men. That's not the Torah. That's so. I would like to add, uh, going back to Paul uh, and his letters. Um, me personally, 
the way that I take them is not um, like Torah. It's not Torah. It's not laws. It is Paul's commentary to these churches based on Torah, which means you need to go back to what he was speaking from, which is the Torah. Yep. So. Facts. Agreed. In fact, he even says, this is my, uh, I'm paraphrasing, this is my opinion, not a commandment of the Lord. And he gives scripture. And then a little later, he'll say, this is commandment of the Lord, not of mine. Uh, to clearly delineate the distinction between his opinion, right. his commentary, and what is commandment. I think that's in Ephesians. I'm not 100%. Um, to other... Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, I, you said Acts, and I turned to it. I didn't know if you were going to a scripture. No, um, I was going to ask. Um, there's the scripture in Timothy that says, first, that all scripture is inspired of God. Oh, well, Acts 17. Um, I know it's Acts 17, but I don't know where. I think it's maybe 17 as well. It says where they studied the scriptures daily to see what Paul was stating was correct or not. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And Paul and his and Paul, as his manner was, went into went in unto them and three Shabbats reasoned with them out of the scriptures. OK, I, I think it's, it is in there somewhere. I just have to read through it and find it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, verse 11, Acts 17, 11. These were more more noble than those in. Toslaniki. I don't know how to pronounce that word. And they that received the word with all the readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So they were they were listening to Paul and searching the scriptures to see if what he was saying was even true or not. But you don't see people doing that today. I mean, I'm not saying everybody, but there's many of them. Take it for face value instead of testing it like we're supposed to. Uh, what I was trying to get to earlier, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Highlighted in my no, Bible. 16. All scripture is given by the Ruach Elohim and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The man of Elohim may be perfect, through, through, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Good stuff. Um, what I was going to say earlier, and I'm... Um, I don't mean to take away from your, your study by any means whatsoever. I just find it shocking that whenever I say that I don't believe the New Testament is inspired like Torah is, I get the eyeballs flying out of the face. What do you mean it's not inspired? Well, I mean, it wasn't inspired in regards to how the Torah was. Well, I don't hate you for that. There's a lot of discrepancies in the New Testament versus the Old Testament. but Well, because, I mean, w with just the scriptures that we read here, we see that the scriptures were not Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Romans, Acts, 1 Thessalonians, right. 2 Thessalonians, New Testament scriptures, and I put that in quotation. It was, the scriptures were Torah or Tanakh. Yeah. So. yeah, that's what they had in their hand when they were preaching and teaching, <laughs> or in their mind. They didn't, they didn't walk around with the New Testament saying, here's the gospel. I, I totally get that. All right. Uh, let's go on to the Zayn, which is verses 49 through 56. Remember the word unto your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction 
for your word has quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from your Torah. I remembered your judgments of old, O Yahuwah, and have comforted myself. Horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake your Torah. Mm. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered your name, O Yah, in the night and have guarded your Torah. This I had because I kept your precepts. Hallelujah. Man, that was good. Sorry, question. Um, yeah. Did you read that part about the wicked taking hold of the Torah? I sure will. Horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake your Torah. Now, let's, I know we're not supposed to apply things to ourselves all the time, but think about this for a second. Horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake your Torah. What do we, what do we think about when someone doesn't see the Torah as the way and the truth and the life? Like, you know, we know that Yeshua is the way and the truth and the life. And he pointed to the Torah because he is a perfect representation of the father's heart. It makes me mourn. It makes me angry. It makes me, it's righteous anger. It makes me sad. It makes me frustrated when I, when I can't help somebody see the Torah like I can see it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was going to add to that, that my uh, translation says rage has seized me. So you are filled with that anger because those people who forsake the Torah and, and I would, I would ascribe that it's even more so now than what David was dealing with then, because now we have people who are, um, you know, hyper grace. I, I want all these promises, but yet I'm going to disregard everything the father told us to do. <laughs> Why is the gate that leads to destruction and many go down it? Yeah. Can I, can I share the word? Mary, you said a horror, and Dustin, Rage. what did you say? Rage, yeah. Rage. In the um, interlinear, it's zala, zala, fa, and it means burning heat, raging heat. Other terms are horrible or, or terrible. Yeah. So that's pretty strong. Yeah, I agree. When I read it, I was just that's like, ooh. Hey, Mary, check out Psalms 5.5. Five. Psalms 5, 5. And it reads, The foolish shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. Depart from me, workers of iniquity. Those who forsake the Torah. I'm just saying. I know I added to that there, but I'm just saying. Like, don't forsake the Father's heart. Like, when I see, like, we, I don't know if you were in here, Chris, but I was telling them before I got started. That when I imagine, you know, I'm an I'm a imagery kind of girl. When I imagine the Torah, I don't see a scroll in front of me. I see the Father's heart, like literally a beating heart with the blood pumping through the veins. Like I see the Father's heart when I think about the Torah. And, and it goes along with, you know, how he takes the, the hearts of stone out of us and replaces it with a heart of flesh that pumps blood and life through the body forever and never everlasting life. The Torah is that life. I don't know. It's just, it, to me, it's so beautiful and it, it gets me so, I'm shaking over here. <laughs> it gets me so crunk. It's good. And it it's our life. It is not a vain thing that we do. Hallelujah. Does anybody have any other, any other cross references for um, verses 49 through 56? There's so, there's so much in there. Like I was saying, the word, just the word statutes is uh, mentioned 
21 times in Psalms 119. The word commandments is mentioned 22 times in Psalms 119. The word testimonies is mentioned 23 times in Psalms 119. The word judgments is used 23 times in Psalms 119. The word law or Torah is used 25 times in Psalms 119. It's you're right, Lyman. How can anyone read this and not and hit and it not click? But I understand. The father will call him when he calls him, and, and if he don't, he don't. Yeah. Hey, Miss Mary. Just a little I, I, encouragement. Remember that somebody wants prayed for you. And I know you know that. I know, you, I know you're a prayer warrior. I know you're praying all. Believe me, I am too. Because I live with people who don't acknowledge the Torah. I live with people who do. They haven't, walk, they haven't tried to walk in it. You're so right. And, and my testimony right. is, is evidence of that. Because I spent 15 years of my life, like, drowning everything with drugs. Like, every single drug you can imagine, I've, I've done it. And unless it I, unless it didn't exist, <laughs> like I, I had a lot of people praying for me, and I had a lot of people that didn't think I was going to make it, including myself. <sighs> so you're you're a hundred percent right, and we have to keep praying for those. Yeah, I'm thankful you're here, and I'm glad but you're with us. The enemy was after me, y'all. <laughs> He's Amen. after all of us. Me too. I am so grateful. All right, let's go to the chat, which is verses 57 through 64. You are my portion, O Yah. I have said that I would guard your works. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to your word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto your testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to guard your commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten your Torah. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear Hey, Tammy, you remember we were talking about phlegm? Um, when the earth, every, you normally oh, yeah, you see the CH, of your mercy. you get that phlegm sound, statutes. so the pronunciation is hit. <laughs> mm. Yes, I think she so is. Quiet down there. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. She's in here. Um, I also wanted to say that we have to remember even Yeshua, <laughs> the shortest scripture in the I think, Bible is I, I'm Yeshua I'm not sure wept. if she said she you was going to be going um, somewhere. Paul says that or, he... That might have been somebody else. Uh, wish That's that he were cursed for his brother's sake. You know, but she's in here. The main so she's thing, listening. like scripture says, harden not your hearts. Because we have this Torah, we have this instruction in front of us. I made the comment and I'll keep making it. I believe there are people in all kinds of walks of life that are going to be given another chance that it's only at the final, when everything is all said and done, that you just finally reject and say, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want anything to do with this. That's when God's like, all right, um, 
Hebrews 10, 26. Mary, can you look that up for me, please? <laughs> Just like in the Old Testament, you had sins that weren't covered. Um, homosexuality was not yeah, covered. Already going. Uh, adultery was Hebrews not covered. 10, and it 26. talks about in Acts. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received Messiah the knowledge died, of the truth, for those sins there remains be forgiven. no So more there are sins that can't be forgiven if you willfully do it. Now, I'm not saying in regards to if you think you know God, you're quote unquote giving him the finger and you can do something in your anger is different than sitting down, keeping Torah, knowing Torah, knowing the ends and outs of Torah and being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Yes. We have that verse that says God winks at our ignorance and then calls all to repentance. Right. Uh huh. Mm hmm. It's so good. Yes, please. Okay. <clears throat> you want me to keep going? Okay. <laughs> the Tet. We're in verses yes, 65 through 72. You have dealt well with your servant, O Yah, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I guarded your word. You are good and do good and teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will guard your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your Torah. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The Torah of your mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Hallelujah. You got some cross-references, Chris? <laughs> or go ahead, Dave. I don't have cross-references, but what I heard was for everybody who's, who's feeling afflicted right now with everything that they're going through, <laughs> know that God is afflicting you to teach you his Torah and draw you near to know his precepts. Absolutely. And that includes... So, go ahead, Dave. One more thing. Sorry, I was in Genesis this last Sabbath with my dad and brother. We've been going through it slow, but we were we had just gotten to Joseph, and one of the commentaries spoke about how uh, at the very beginning of I think it's thirty-seven, how uh, Jacob had gone to the land of his forefathers and he was going to try and live his life out in peace. And one of the commentaries talked about how, while that's not necessarily a bad thing, he had forgotten, and we must not forget 
that regardless of how comfortable or how difficult the situation we are sojourners in the land where whereas the comforts and the pleasures that we seek we should the seek in hebrew the, in term the for that is uh olam haba uh which is very very big in <laughs> in judaism um Still There's all kinds of different thoughts of yeah, that. Yeah, go through Genesis but To echo what you stated, Dave. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, um, it's seasons. We all go tough. through ups. We all go through downs, and this is why we have each other because we're gonna. I was gonna use a certain word, aggravate each other very much. But you know, I know if any of you were on my doorstep, and I, I would give you my last piece of bread or whatever because I consider you all brothers and sisters. That don't mean I still don't want to, you know kick you in the crack but it's the same way with me i'm sure i've aggravated a lot of you guys and this is the point of family because things are fixing to get serious having family so i'm gonna eat listen real quick chris what what is that term that you said in hebrew we, we stated again will you, you explain it a little so more olam haba Please. which means the world to come the and with the world to come in Judaism, it's not necessarily like heaven and angels and fat little babies with wings playing harps on the clouds. It's the messianic age. It's the time when Messiah reigns and there's peace in the land and all is good. You know, like old school days of being able to lock your door and unlock your door at night because you knew all your neighbors and you knew everybody in the in the neighborhood and having enough food and no sickness and every, anything else. It's the time that, and I hate to say it like this because it's kind of irreverent, but like Disneyland on steroids, the greatest place ever, you know. We have to really think about that. Think about a time that we can sit down and not have to worry about if our kids are hungry or not, or if we're going to get robbed, or if so-and-so in such-and-such place, if they're okay. Because we're, everything is okay. We have the word dictator has been used as a bad word, but Yeshua is going to be a dictator, but he's going to be a righteous dictator. I like verse 72. The Torah of your mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. What that makes me think about is how uh, that is it, John 1 in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the, and the word was God. So when, when he speaks something from his heart, aka the Torah, it existed. He he created it with the Torah that came out of his mouth. I don't know. That's what I see when I read that. But it's better unto me than thousands of gold and silver because it's it's life. And it also makes me think about how he breathes life into us. I don't know. I just like it. Ooh, let's keep going. I want to read the next verse. <laughs> Under the Yod, which is verses 73 through 80. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. They that fear you will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in your word. I know, O oh Yah, that your judgments are right and that you in faithfulness have afflicted me. Let I pray you, your merciful kindness be for my comfort according to your word unto your servant. Let your tender mercies come unto me that I may live for your Torah is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate in your precepts. Let those that fear you turn unto me and those that have known your testimonies. Let my heart be sound in your statutes, that I be not ashamed. 
Wow. Does anybody have anything they want to say about those verses while I'm... David was so in love with God's heart. This is why he's a man at his own heart. Like what you were saying earlier about how you how you visualize the Torah and how you actually see it as his heart makes a lot more sense when you view how God... God even tells the prophet... Samuel that anoints him, he says, man looks on the outward appearance, but I look on the heart. And so, you know, deep calls to deep. There was a heart to heart understanding between God. and David. Yes, I love that. I'm going to change my name to David. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty sweet. Do you know what it means? What the name David means? Yeah, David. No, share with me. Beloved of God. I'll take it. <laughs> Larry, um, I have a cross reference. Could you read um, Proverbs so 4, 23? Proverbs 4, 2. I'm a proverb junkie. Proverbs 4, 23 <laughs> reads, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4, 2. For I give Oops. you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my Torah. That's so beautiful. He's saying, I give you my heart. Don't forsake my heart. Yes. Then go to Proverbs 4.23. Keep your Hallelujah. heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Hallelujah. I love him so much. So I know we have different the theological beliefs on here, but Mary, what you were saying back to John 1.1. 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1, 14 says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is why, from my perspective, it the gospel is so much more beautiful as Messiah being a man. Um, or the plan was in the beginning with God. The Torah was in the beginning with God. God wrote everything with like an architect in his blueprints. That was the Torah. And God's mind and heart from the beginning was this plan for salvation. Yes, yes. And to mankind, it, for all of us that choose that choose him, you know. Well, he chooses us too. Uh, um, but I want to just talk about what we, what we just read. But on the Torah, uh, his plan of creation, like you were saying, it, it's, he thought it about he thought of he thought about it first like he he had this concept in his in his mind and you know how a plan emerges and the construction and the intricacy and everything that it's going to take to make it like his plan from the very beginning go is the entire plan like all of it everything that hasn't even happened yet is part of his plan he's that amazing <laughs> but his plan was created with the torah and the Torah was given on earth in order to fulfill his plan. Like, because it, it, it all just goes together like this beautiful cycle. My mind can't even speak how, what it's thinking right now. <laughs> y'all can, y'all can try to make sense of it because I'm out there, but. Mary, how about John 17, three, and then John 17, five. John 17, three highlighted in my Bible. How'd you know that Chris? <laughs> and this is life eternal. That they might know you, 
the only true Yah in Yeshua HaMashiach, whom you have sent. And then, and then which one after that? Verse 5. I love that verse. And now, O Father, glorify me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. That's the Torah. That's the Torah. <laughs> like I said, he created everything with that plan, his heart, the Torah. That's why, like, some of these scholars and these people out here that are thinking the Torah didn't come until after, uh, after it's written. No, it's always existed. It's spiritual. It's of the Father Spirit.
There was a church that me and my wife went to in Florida when we lived there. <clears throat> and uh, we had like 7,000 people there. And they had a Starbucks bar in the foyer selling Starbucks. Yeah, it's like going to Disneyland. I don't like mega churches. Matter of fact, some of them go to Disneyland. We've been to a church that went to Disneyland so they can study how they do the customer service and, and greet people and all that stuff. Me personally, I don't think church should be, uh, I don't know, any more, any more than 50 people at the most. To me, that's extreme. I like maybe 20 people. I like, I don't think, this is my personal thought, you know, by what I see that's going on in American church, what I see that's going on, uh, you know, in different churches I've gone to, but... I don't think that God intended church to be big. I think he meant them to be little groups of of people so that they become very uh, intimate with one another, you know, on a, on a level of, of, you know, serving Christ. The Bible says when everybody comes together, let one have a psalm, let one have a prayer, let one have a word. If you go to a regular church, you know, God forbid you raise your hand while he's giving a sermon. That you have a question, or you have a song that you want to sing, or you have you want to interfere in any way, uh, that's that's a no no. So, um, I don't think churches should be. I don't think they should be big at all. I like home church anyway. 